0: Gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Streets Golden Boy, Dre Day. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is episode 213, episode 213 of Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. Once again, thank you all for your support Keep it going, keep it flowing Um, This episode here Is my week 2 recap From the NFL season So, again, if you've been paying attention to the podcast When the football season is in play You know, I recap My favorite team, which is right now the tampa bay buccaneers because again remember before it was the pet it was the patriots when i was me and tom was with new england but now that he's in tampa now that's the new squad you know what i mean so i recap their game that they played for that respective week the second segment i recap all the other games a little recap not no crazy crazy recap and then i give out my offensive and defensive player of the week awards and then to wrap up the episode i give my game picks for the following week well the next week so you know let's get straight into it uh week two uh tampa bay went up against the atlanta falcons let's say i think we all pretty much expected Tampa to beat Atlanta um but for the most part you know with these division with these divisional games you can never tell you can never tell what the result is gonna be I mean even though I knew we would win I thought the game would be close because again you know what I'm saying you never really know what to expect from the teams in your division You know, it could be a last place team with a bad record, but they damn sure going to give it their all against you because they play you two times out the year. And being that Tampa is the defending champs, every team on their schedule is going to give it their all. And listen, from the first two touchdowns, Brady threw the Gronk. I thought it was going to be a cakewalk. I'm not even going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? I honestly thought that this was gonna be a cakewalk, and for the most part, it kinda was in the first half. I mean, shit, we went to halftime twenty-one to ten, so I'm thinking you know it's gonna be a cakewalk. But the third quarter, Atlanta did pick it up a little. Uh, Atlanta did, you know, manage to pick it up a little bit. Um, Matt Ryan definitely showed that he's still a formidable quarterback in the league even though a lot of people have been saying that it's time for the falcons to you know look for a new quarterback you know basically start the rebuilding phase so matt ryan can go somewhere else but again he he did ratherly okay you know even though he did throw you know, even though he did throw three interceptions, and two of them were a pick six, which I'm gonna get into in a few minutes. Again, he did lead the comeback in the third quarter. It was one time where the score was 25-28, and you know that crowd in Tampa was getting very, very, very quiet. But um, again, I was very, I I was, I was very impressed with Tampa. You know their offense right now is hitting on I wouldn't say they I wouldn't say they're hitting on all cylinders because the running game is still you know inconsistent but not for nothing that's what you're going to get out of a team that has Tom Brady as their quarterback. You're not going to have the running back get about 80 to 90 close to 100 yards on the ground. That's just not going to happen. You know, Leonard Fournette is not gonna do that. Roe Jones definitely is not gonna do that. Um Bernard is not gonna do that because obviously he's probably just the third down running back just waiting to k- get a catch in the backfield or a screen pass or whatever the catch or whatever the case may be. Uh Mike Evans did his thing this game. Um Chris Godwin, listen, what can I say about him? Um Chris Godwin Made a key touchdown in the fourth quarter from Brady when the game was close. Like I was saying, it was 25 28. Fourth quarter comes around, Tom Brady takes them down the field, and Chris Godwin caught an amazing catch in the back of the end zone. And basically, after that, it was pretty much over because Matt Ryan was basically trying to make things happen, but unfortunately, Mike Edwards. On two straight defensive drives, he ran two touchdowns back for a pick six. So that pretty much sealed the deal. Um, But again, like I said, Mike Evans did his thing. He had almost 80 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Now, for the most part, yes, it wasn't no long, drawn-out touchdown. They were inside the 10-yard line. But a touchdown is a touchdown. And obviously, when, when Tampa is in the red zone, let's keep it tall. When they are in the red zone, there's two receivers that Brady is definitely going to try to gun for. Obviously, you know he's gunning for Gronk. And the other one is going to be Mike Evans. You know what I'm saying? With the goal line fade. You know what I'm saying? or the back shoulder pass those two guys are the two people that he's going for when he's inside the five-yard line looking for a touchdown pass But I was very impressed with the offense the defense There's still some kinks here and there and with that being said It's being reported that They're looking at Richard Sherman and not for nothing I wouldn't mind him coming in honestly because they are a little wounded right now in the secondary. Um Huntley is gonna be out for a few weeks, I think, with the elbow injury that he, he suffered in the first game with Dallas. Dean is is you know, Dean is limped up a little bit. So right now they're a little light in the secondary and not for nothing. I think that's the weakest part of Tampa's defense right now. You know, the, you know the, the first four can't really, you, come on, like, JPP, uh, Via, uh, the Donic and Sue, who played great this game, um, you can't really say much about the, the front four. The linebacker position, you definitely can't say nothing about David, uh, Barrett and Devin White. You definitely can't say nothing about them. Um what do they call the the grave diggers that's like that's that that's what they're called you can't really say much about them so for me the weakest part of tampa's defense is their secondary they're gonna have to shape up and guess what guess who's coming to town this weekend well guess what town we're going to this weekend that would be la so i mean even if they was to go after sherm it ain't like he's gonna play this game but Honestly, I don't mind them going after Sherm because me, in my honest opinion, I think they do need some type of veteran leadership in that secondary. You know what I'm saying? But, listen, Brady, man, listen. In two games, he has nine touchdown passes. Nine. He has nine touchdown passes, the two interceptions. Uh listen man Tampa right now if you go back to last season they're on a 10 game winning streak you know what I'm saying and none of those games they had 30 plus points dating back to last season so if, the, if, if, if this is a site for things to come it's going to be very 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 exciting to see what Tampa does this season you know what I'm saying We got the Rams this weekend let's see what happens but again I think for the most part when it came to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for everybody out there I'm quite sure everybody assumed going into that Rams game both teams was gonna be 2-0 you know everybody had everybody had Tampa beating Dallas everybody damn sure had them beating the Falcons so the season is basically going the way a lot of people planned with both teams going into that game 2 and 0. And that's exactly what the case is right now with the Buccaneers and the Rams. But yes, again, I was impressed with the Bucks this game. I, I was very I, I was very I was very impressed. Um for the most part Brady only got, I mean, Brady got sacked three times. I mean, I'm not really upset at him being sacked. It comes with the territory. But Brady still got that arm. For a lot of people out there that say, "Oh, he can't throw the deep ball no more." Actually, he still can. He still he, he still he still he still can throw that deep pass. Uh, Gronk two touchdowns he he got four touchdowns already this season uh, I mean Antonio Brown for what he did the first game of the season he basically was a non-factor this game I mean he only had three targets one of them was for 17 yards so he pretty much didn't do much I mean for the most part it was Edwins Godwin and Gronk basically but see that's what happens when Brady has so many toys one week it may be your number The next week, you might mess around and only get one or two catches. It is what it is. But Brady did fumble the ball. And he did lose it. I forgot to mention that. He did fumble the ball and he lost. And he lost it. But see, I mean, yes, the turnover is on him, but I'm gonna keep it tall. Had the center not get called for unnecessary roughness on the previous play that take that takes it back 10 yards, Brady wouldn't even have been in the position to even fumble the ball. Let's keep it tall, but I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's going on his stats. you know what I'm saying? So yes, he didn't throw no interceptions. But he did turn the ball over. So, yes, he had five touchdown passes. But, again, he had a fumble. And he lost the fumble. You know what I'm saying? But, again, I was very impressed with Tampa. They basically needed this win to go into L.A. and see, and you know, to, to, to go to L.A. to take on the Rams and see what happens there. Uh, Shaq Barrett, he had an interception as well. So... That was three turnovers that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was able to establish against the Atlanta Falcons offense because it's going to be interesting going up against that Rams offense. You know, Matthew Stafford is there now. Um, Cooper Cup is killing shit right now in L.A. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see how Tampa's defense answers the bell against that offense and it's gonna be interesting to see how the Rams defense answers the bell against Tampa's offense, but I Will give my pick for that at the end of the episode this right here was just the recap from week two and again Tampa won 48 25 Tampa's 2-0, Atlanta's 0-2 so That's my recap for the bucks and falcons i'm gonna take a quick little break and when your boy gets back we are going to get into the recap from all the other games from week two so we are gonna take a quick little break i want to take a sip of this tt and then your boy will be right back for segment two of episode 213 of sportsway with dre day podcast i'll let your boy What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Next segment, week two recap from all the other games that was on the schedule. So, Thursday Night Football, Giants and the Washington football team. Whew. I mean, again, division rivals. You never know what to expect out of those games. Listen, the Giants had their chance to win this game. They had their chance to win this game. Man, oh man, oh man. I know for sure that Slayton is kicking himself in the ass for dropping that touchdown pass. In the end zone. Daniel Jones had it right in his hand. There was no defender in sight. And homeboy dropped. Probably one of the easiest passes that you're going to see this season in the end zone. He makes that pass. Giants probably win. You know what I'm saying? Giants probably win. So that... Definitely did them in. You know what I'm saying? But let's keep it tall. The Washington Football Team. This this Heinekii dude. Listen, lad. Again, again, I'm gonna say. Listen, I'm gonna say it again. Last year when they played against the Bucks in the playoffs. I was very impressed with him. Very impressed. So when they did go after Fitzpatrick, I was kind of disappointed that they even went after him. I was like, listen, they could have just stuck with Heineke. Because for me, he's young. He looks like he's the future. Now, if he could just stay healthy, maybe that's why they went after Fitzpatrick, because they didn't trust that he would be healthy. But I like this kid. I like his game. I truly like his game. Um his energy on the field gravitates to the Washington football team it definitely makes his defense step it up up a notch with Chase Young and them boys but listen division rivals you can never go wrong the Giants had their chance to win and they blew it so now they're 0-2 and now the Redskins are now 1-1 the other game Bears Bengals, the Bears won that 20 to 17. Justin Fields came into the game. I'm not gonna say he played his best game because I'll be lying. But the Bears fans definitely got what they wanted. I mean, I'm not gonna say they wanted Andy Dalton to get hurt, but he did get injured. And being that he got injured, you know who was next in the line? Justin Fields. Um, let's say he only. Let's say he was six for 13. 60 yards and he threw an interception. So, obviously, that wasn't impressive. The Bears won this game because of their defense. Let's keep it tall. Their defense is what got them over in this game. Uh, Joe Burrow, this was probably his work. Well, I would say this is probably the worst game of his young career because, obviously, last year, you know, he didn't play all the games because he got injured his ACL. This was probably the worst game of his young career. I definitely don't expect him to have. This many games. Like this. But. Nonetheless the Bears won. So now they're one and one. And so is the Bengals. Texans and the Browns. Uh, listen. From what I saw from this game if tyrod taylor was not hurt if he didn't get hurt the Texans might have pulled an upset they might have pulled they might they, they might have pulled an upset because uh baker wasn't at his best let's just call it what it is they're going to lose jarvis landry for quite some time with an mcl injury so now he's on injured reserve so now going forward I'm very interested to see how Baker is going to be with his receivers because Odell is not looking like he's going to return yet. Um, I'm sure he's probably going to be out week three as well. Again, I just said Jarvis is going to be out for quite some time. So is he only going to be able to rely on the running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt going forward? We're going to see. We are definitely, we're definitely definitely gonna see, but again, I think if Tyrod Taylor wouldn't have got hurt, I think Cleveland probably would've lost this game. Probably would've lost this game. But the defense held their own, so we gotta give them props for that. Cleveland is one and one. Houston's now one and one, going into week number three. Rams coach, Listen, this game was was closer than I thought You know I thought the Rams were going to go to Indianapolis and just Kill shit But they only wound up winning by a field goal Carson Wentz got hurt once again I mean, I don't know what it is with Duke Honestly, I, 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 I honestly do not know What's up with him and these damn injuries mm, I don't know I truly don't know, but uh, Matthew Stafford did his thing even with a sore right thumb. He did his thing. He did th- he did throw an interception. Uh, but again, the Rams just got that one by the skin of their teeth. Now, you look at the score twenty seven twenty four. You ask yourself, was they looking ahead to, to next week against Tampa? You know what I'm saying? with them playing the Colts cool by all metrics you ask a lot of people they had them winning to only win by a field goal you might say to yourself maybe they was looking you know maybe they was looking ahead to playing Tampa and luckily for them they got out of this game with a win so the Rams 2-0 going back home to play Tampa And the Colts right now are now 0-2. Now, for those that probably had them in the Titans fighting for the division in the AFC South, I think right now it's looking like Tennessee would probably be running away with that division title. Bills and Dolphins, listen, ain't much to say about this. 35-zip in favor of the Bills. I said that they would bounce back from their loss to Pittsburgh to open up the season. Tua got hurt once again. Listen, I don't know what it is with these injuries, man. I really, really, really do not know what's up with these injuries. Jacoby Brissett did all he could. So I can't really speak much about this game because ain't much to talk about. 35-zip. If anybody out there watches Battle Rap, this was a clear body bag. Zip. You got shut out. That's a body bag. And that's what the Buffalo Bills did to the Miami Dolphins on their home turf. Body bagged them. 35 zip. Patriots Jets. <sighs> Zach Wilson threw four interceptions against the Patriots. Now I remember Sam Donald did that not too long ago, and he was saying he saw a ghost. Now, did Zach Wilson see ghosts in the daytime? Because throwing four interceptions, man, I, I don't I, listen. I, I don't know. I really don't know. 25 to 6, Mac Jones didn't throw a touchdown, but he almost had 200 yards, you know, in the air. But again, the defense is what propelled them in this game. Because, like I said, four interceptions. You get four interceptions, your team better win. And that's exactly what New England did. So now New England is one and one, going into week three, and the New York football jets, as I expected, is going into it, oh and two. 49ers and the Eagles. The Niners defense is looking Looking like the old. Looking like the old. I mean, he only scored 17 points. But again, when you got a defense like that, you don't really need to score much. Because you know the defense is going to hold up their end of the deal. Jalen Hurts did all he can do. Throwing the ball and running. Shit. He he had almost 100 on the ground. With a rushing touchdown. And he had almost 200 in the air. He did all he can do in this game he did all he can do but at the end of the day the 49ers are just the better complete team they can get you on offense and they can get you on defense jalen hurts can't do it by himself he's gonna need some help you know what i'm saying so the 49ers 2-0 going into week three and the eagles is one and one going into their big Divisional rival game Going into week 3 And I'll speak on that later The Raiders and the Steelers Ugh. Derek Carr man Listen I know it's early And it's only two games But if you want to throw people In the MVP conversation already even though it's two weeks, got to throw Derek Carr in there. You got to throw Derek Carr in there. He's doing his thing so far this season. I'm not even going to hold you. He is doing his thing so far this season. 817 yards. That's the first. He's That's first in the NFL right now. He only has one interception. That's dope. He's taking care of the ball. Rugs did his thing against... The Raiders. I mean, I guess the Steelers. The Steelers' defense is very suspect. But for the most part, it ain't just their defense that's suspect. They have no O-line. Najee Harris couldn't really do much, but he did have an amazing stiff arm. An amazing stiff arm. On, um... Dang, I forgot what homeboy name is from the Raiders, man. But I'm sure he got clowned on in the locker room. I mean, from, um from the Raiders yeah I'm sure he got clowned on in the locker room after that game Ben Roethlisberger man listen I think it might be time for him to retire I'm gonna keep the stack you know what I'm saying these last like the first two games of the season he ain't even been at his best let's just keep him 100 but who do they go to they go to Mason Rudolph they go to Dwayne Haskins but on top of that I think he's hurt anyway so he might not even be a go for week three, which if anything, it might be a blessing in disguise because he's holding them back. You know what I'm saying? But Oakland, man, listen, we seen this movie with them last year. They started the season two and zero, and then we know how that ended without them making the playoffs. But it's something about this team now. John Gruden was never that much of a fan of Derek Carr. Does he believe in him now? Only time to tell. But, listen, Oakland is 2-0. Pittsburgh is 1-1. Let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. The Carolina Panthers are 2-0. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? I know I did because this was one of the games that I actually lost. I picked the Saints to win. But, Jameis Winston went back to his old tricks. Throwing interceptions. <laughs> He threw two in this game. Christian McCaffrey. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I like that young man's game. Sam Donald. Man, I'm I'm seeing a different person out of Sam Donald. But then again, it's like for some people, if you play for a team in the big market and it doesn't pan out well, it doesn't mean you was a scrub. It just means that the, the lights were probably too bright for you. You probably needed to be in a small market. You need you need to be somewhere where it's less exposure on you. And right now, Sam Darnold was killing it right now. He's did his thing against the Jets. He did his thing against the Saints. But then again, look at the teams he's playing against. So I wanna I wanna somewhat hold my judgment on him. You know, I wanna see You know, what he does against Tampa. Because, obviously, division rival, you got to play them twice. So, I want to hold my judgment on him. But I am liking what I'm seeing out of him this season. Uh, Listen, the Saints, listen, they're going to be away from New Orleans for quite some time. Because uh, the roof on the Superdome was on fire today. So... That's probably some more weeks that they're going to be missing in New Orleans. Now, where are they going to have their home games? I don't know. I mean, I think right now it's in Jacksonville. But I don't know if that's going to hold up for the rest of the season. But it's unfortunate that it happened to their dome. It's unfortunate that their roof was on fire. Hopefully they can get that fixed and taken care of so the Saints can go back to New Orleans and lift up the city's spirit, especially after that storm that kind of took a lot of the power away from New Orleans last month. So New Orleans is now one and one and the Panthers are two and oh. Jaguars and Broncos. <sighs> Trevor Lawrence. Listen, I wasn't that much of a fan of his in college definitely ain't that much of a fan of him in the pros just not i'm just not you know right now this is a man's game he, he he's now starting to understand that this ain't college you know he was used to winning in college he was used to winning in high school now he's 0-2 shit i ain't gonna lie i'm loving it <laughs> i ain't even gonna hold you because I'm not that much of a fan of his. And I'm and I'm really not that much of a fan of Urban Meyer either. Because something tells me that he's going to do some snake shit at the end of the season. Something tells me that he is not going to be the coach next season. Something tells me that he is going to leave this team and go back to college to take that USC job. Something is telling me that. Something is definitely telling me that. But salute to the Broncos. Salute to Denver. Because... They start the season 2 0. I think right now, them and the Raiders are ahead of the table in the AFC West. Who would have thought that? You know, for the most part, people would have thought Chiefs, Chargers, but no, it's Denver and the Raiders. So, salute to them. You know what I mean? Salute to them. Vikings and Cardinals. Man, that field goal kicker from the Vikings. I'm sure, man, listen. Mm, 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 mm. Your team gave you the ball. They did all they could on that last drive. All you got to do is kick an easy field goal. An easy field goal. And instead, Mm, mm 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 No good. This was similar to what the Vikings did a few years ago in the playoffs against the Seahawks. They had an easy field goal. All they had to do was make it, and they advance. What did they do? Choke it up. That's quite similar to this game. But salute to the Cardinals, though. Salute to the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray just has to take care of the ball more. And stop throwing these interceptions. Um, Arizona is 2-0. I'm not surprised. You know. They're one of the teams that I believe. Couldn't make the playoffs. The Vikings are 0-2. Not surprised. You know what I mean? But. Uh, listen. The Vikings are just the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. whoop de doo I like Derwin Cook, though. I just feel bad for him that Kirk Cousins is his quarterback. But <sighs> whatever, right? Cowboys and in charges. Ugh. Ugh. Wasn't the best game from Dak? But in crunch time, he made the plays he had to make to get the Cowboys in field goal range. I'll say this, though. I know Zeke is the primary running back for the Cowboys. But Tony Pollard, man, I want to see him get some more run. I want to see him get some more burn, man. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a keep it tall. Because Zeke ain't getting 100 yards on the ground, but he sure the hell is. So, if, if listen, if the Cowboys don't see that, then the Cowboys need to, you know, they might, have some, they might have some decisions to make in the foreseeable future because I like this Pala dude. I can't believe I'm even giving the Cowboys some praise because y'all know how I can't stand them fools. But, listen, their defense has been playing amazing these first two games. They lead the league right now in takeaways. I get it. It's only two games so far, but that is a good look for them. That definitely is a good look for them. Um that kicker went down the field hit a game winning field goal definitely makes up for the game against Tampa where I think he missed what did he miss? I think he missed two field goals and he missed the extra point I think all is forgiven with him making that 56 yard field goal at the end of the game I think all is forgiven on that one but Dallas is 1-1, one one, going into their divisional rival game in Week 3. And the Chargers is 1-1. One one. Titans and Seahawks. King Henry showed out. Showed out when it was necessary. Because there was a time where... The Seahawks was killing it. The halftime they was winning twenty four to nine. I thought it was gonna be a wipeout. King Henry said, "Ah ah 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 ah." He had three. He all three of his touchdowns was in the second half. All three, of them. all three of his touchdowns, and he had almost two hundred on the ground. So, <sighs> spoiler alert. He's in contention for my offensive player of the week. I'm just, I'm just, just throwing that out there. You know what I mean? Just throwing that out there. There's some other candidates, but I'm throwing his name in there as well. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, they're one and one going into week three, and the Seattle Seahawks is also going into going into week three, one and one. Tyler Lockett is doing his thing, though. He's tied for second right now with touchdowns. Second in receiving yards. Yeah, he's doing his thing so far to start the season. Ravens and Chiefs. This is by far the best game of the week. Obviously, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the storyline is Lamar Jackson... Still hasn't been able to beat Patrick Mahomes, but he put that all to rest this game It didn't start out good for him though First possession pick six to honey badger Couple of drives later. He throws another interception, but When he needed to show up He showed up More so on the ground than it was in the air he did have, he did have a, an amazing touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown where he basically jumped in the air and threw it to Hollywood Brown, who was wide, wide open. But Lamar Jackson pretty much won this game on his legs, basically. Whether it was running for first downs. Uh, man, listen, the, the running back for the Chiefs. Edwards. Oh, my God, man. Mm, 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 mm. My man turned the ball over with less than a minute in the game. All you had to do was be in field goal range, which I think at the time they was. I think at the time they was in field goal range when he fumbled that ball. And once he did that, I pretty much knew it was over. But what I did like about what the Ravens did on the next possession was when it was fourth down, John Harbaugh let Lamar Jackson decide, do he want to go for it or not? Because let's be real, you do not want to kick that ball back to Patrick Mahomes. Because guess what? When Lamar Jackson scored his last touchdown, you know the one where he... Basically flipped in the end zone. Which was totally unnecessary. But I get it. You know. He's thinking in his mind. He's about to get his first win against Patrick Mahomes. Now people could leave me alone about. Oh you haven't beat him. You haven't beat him. Listen if Edwards don't fumble that ball. You would have went 0-4. You know what I'm saying. Because trust me. The Chiefs was not going to keep time on that clock for Lamar Jackson to go out there and do anything you can rest for sure that but hey the Ravens won and again what I liked about that situation was John Harbaugh let Lamar Jackson decide whether he wants to go out there and go for it on fourth down to get that first down to end the game and he did maybe Matt LaFleur should have did that last year against Green Bay Instead of kicking the field goal, you should have let Aaron Rodgers go for it on fourth down. But, hey, as a Buccaneer fan. I'm not complaining. Thank you for that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Thank you for that. Because that propelled Tampa to win that game and obviously propelled them to go on to win the Super Bowl. So, hey, I'm not complaining. But, again, Lamar Jackson's got that monkey off his back. They can't say, oh, he can't beat Patrick Mahomes now because now he has a win on his resume against Patrick Mahomes. One and three, but he still has a win. But who knows, they might be to get in the playoffs. Who knows, you never know, because these are teams that people expect to be in the playoffs. It's not like nobody is saying the Chiefs and the Ravens is gonna miss the playoffs. So, you know, what we talking about here? The last game, Monday Night Football, Packers, Lions. Listen, we all knew the Packers was going to win this game. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Did anybody out there really think that the Lions was going to beat the Packers? I don't even think they own fans believe that. Now, it was close. You know what I'm saying? This was a close game. You know, going to the third quarter. But, Aaron Rodgers being who he is Aaron Jones being who he is I actually like Aaron Jones And you know salute to him Because I believe he had lost his father Earlier in the week And he played And he had a A necklace Of his dad's ashes And he played You know he played with those With his dad's ashes around his neck I think that's dope I think that's dope. I'm sure his pops is very proud of him and how he played in that game, uh, scoring the touchdown to the end zone. So I'm quite sure his pops are smiling down on him for that. But, uh, again, I'm not surprised Green Bay won this game. It's against the, it's, it's, it's against Detroit. Um, do I think Aaron Rodgers has fixed this problem? We're going to find out because next week, Ah, next week, he got a big task with his hand. See, this week, he really didn't have a big task because it was against Detroit. Detroit is Detroit, all right? It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, that's my recap for the games of week two. I'm going to take a quick little break, and when I come back, offensive and defensive player of the week awards are given out and then i am doing my picks for week three i'm gonna get a more a little sip of this tea and your boy will be right back do not go anywhere this is episode 213 of sportswear with drayday podcast your boy will be right back what up what up what up your boy is back And it is now time for Sportsway with Dre Day's podcast, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week Awards. Now, like I said last week, in order for you to get this award, your team has to win. You can have amazing numbers, but if your team didn't get that win, I can't give it to you at the end of the day you got to win the game. You've got to win the game. And it ain't just about your stats. You got to get that dub as well. You feel me? So, let's go with offense. My offensive player of the week goes to King Henry. King Henry. Derrick Henry is my offensive player of the week for week two almost 40 carries 182 yards three touchdowns now again these were key touchdowns these were impactful touchdowns because they was basically on some comeback shit against the seahawks and he had almost 60 yards receiving so It's a lot of yards for scrimmage that he plucked up in that game. So, yes, King Henry is my offensive player of the week for week two. And now my defensive player of the week. (laughs) Listen, y'all can call me a homer, but when you can have two... Pick sixes. Possession after possession. I got to keep it funky. I got to give it to you, man. I got to give Defensive Player of the Week to you. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, Mike Edwards. Huh. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down, man. You are Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast's Week 2 Defensive Player of the Week. Listen. Again. Two interceptions. Two pick sixes. Mm -hmm. Gotta give it to him. Gots to give it to him. Gots to. You know what I'm saying? So there you have it. So to recap offensive and defensive player for week two on offense Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans and on defense Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now it is time for Dre Day's Picks for week three. Now if you go back to my recent NFL week episode, I said I had a lot of ground to pick up on with my picks because week 1 was horrible. Depressing. Sad. Disgusting. Your boy went 7 and 9 in week 1. Well, this past week, week 2, your boy went 12 and 4. Holla! now the Seahawks one mm, not really upset about that loss the Chiefs yeah I'm upset at that one because again if Edwards don't fumble that ball I'll probably only get three losses you know what I'm saying but 12 and 4 I'll take that 12 and 4 is a major improvement from seven and nine i tell you that much but now let's go into week three with my picks first game thursday night football listen i'm 2-0 and no so far on thursday night football you know what i'm saying i'm 2-0 and no right now on thursday night on, for my thursday games we got the panthers and we got the texans now like i said tyrod taylor is not playing But I'm going to keep it tall. I think even if he was the play, I probably would still pick the Panthers because I'm liking what I'm seeing out of them. I definitely like what I'm seeing out of them. So I'm going with the Panthers to win on Thursday Night Football. This is definitely going to be the lowest viewed game so far of Thursday Night Football this season, just to put that out there. (laughs) Okay, now we go to Sunday Night Football. Okay, okay, okay. We got the Washington football team going up against Bills Mafia in Buffalo. I'm going with the Bills. I like the Bills. I don't see them losing two straight games at home. I don't. They lost the home opener. Then they went on the road to blow out the Dolphins. I don't expect them to come back home and lose another game at home. Not right now, at least. So I got Bills Mafia getting their win against the Washington football team. Next, we got the Browns and the Chicago Bears. Again... Baker will be out, well, Baker won't be out, but he'll be out, he'll be without Odell and Jarvis Landry. So they are going to be very, very, very crippled on the receiving core. Well, actually, Odell is actually questionable, but something is telling me he's not gonna play. Baker is questionable. I forgot, he sustained the injury in that game against the Texans last week as well. I'm going to pick the Browns. Honestly, I think this game can go either way, honestly. But, I'm going to pick the Browns, just because they're at home. Next, we got Ravens and Lions. Who will be kidding? Ravens. So, that's going to be a snooze fest. That game ain't even going to be worth watching because the Ravens are just going to give them the business. Next, we got the Colts and the Titans. Division rivals. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Again, a rivalry game. You never know, but I don't see the Colts beating the Titans. Not at all. Not at all. Next, we got the Chargers and the Chiefs. This is going to be a dope one. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Boom. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Why not? Saints and Patriots. Uh, mm. Let's see. Jameis threw two interceptions against the Panthers. Does he have a repeat against New England and Foxborough? ha <sighs> What's going on with Alvin Kamara this season? He ain't really doing much, yo. He don't even, he don't even have 100 yards this season. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Pats. I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I could definitely see them starting this season two and one Going into their week four game against Goatman, Goatman. We got the Falcons and the Giants. Listen, I'm gonna keep it a stack, man. First game of the season I picked the Giants and they lost. The next game I picked the, I picked against them and they lost. Giants, I am going to pick y'all this game. Please do not let me down. Please do not let me down. I'm tired of picking y'all, and y'all wind up losing. So, Giants, please, please get me a win. Please get me a win, all right? I'm picking the Giants over the Falcons. Steelers and Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger is questionable. Devin Bush is questionable. Joe Hayden is questionable. Alex Highsmith is questionable. A lot of key players from Pittsburgh is questionable. The question is, are they going to play? Cincinnati and Pittsburgh division rivals. Hmm. Damn. This one I can't call. I don't trust Big Ben. They don't have an offensive line. But the Bengals are the Bengals. So who am I kidding? I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Card news and Jaguars. Uh, this is an easy one. Card news. I could definitely see them going over there and running shit in Jacksonville. I could definitely see JJ Watt and Chandler Jones causing terror on Trevor Lawrence. Now that I think of it, I think JJ Watt plays his old team this year. Because being that he's on the Cardinals and they're playing the Jaguars, that means they're playing all the teams in that division. So I think they're going to play Houston this year. Now the question is does he return to Houston or does he just play his former team? Mm. Jets, Broncos. Broncos. Hmm. Who are we kidding? Listen, Teddy Bridgewater is doing his thing this season. Very slept on. He's taking care of the ball. Four touchdowns. No interceptions. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's doing his thing so far this season. Keep up the good work, Bridgewater. Keep up, the, keep up the good work, brother. Keep up the good work. Dolphins and Raiders. Raiders. They're going to be without Tua. And trust me. I'm quite sure the Raiders is thinking about that game last season. Against the Dolphins. Where Fitzpatrick was in Fitz Magic mode. And I think the Dolphins knocked out um, the Raiders for that last playoff spot. If I'm not mistaken. So... I'm quite sure the Raiders is thinking about that. But I got the Raiders winning this game. Now, this game. This game was a tough one for me. Now, when the Bucks schedule came out, everybody was with this fixation, oh, Tampa's going to go undefeated. Tampa's going to go undefeated. I knew from the jump they wasn't going undefeated. And one of the losses I said they would have is against the Rams. But just because I said that doesn't mean I'm going to pick against them. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I doing here? Going against my team? Hell no. Now, again, I admit, I said one of the losses this season, I think Tampa gets three or four losses this season. I believe one of those losses will be against the Rams, but I'm not picking against my Bucks. Not happening. Sorry. I'm picking the Bucks. I want to see Tom Brady go there and run shit. It's going to be interesting, though, against that defense. It's going to be very interesting going up against that defense. Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. This is definitely going to be a chess match between Brady and that defense of the LA Rams. Seahawks and Vikings. Hmm. This game right here is not as easy as people think. I'm going to keep it tall. This game is not as easy as people think it is. Russell Wilson is playing great football right now. Six touchdowns, no interceptions, so he's taking care of the ball. Not for nothing, so is Kirk Cousins. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this season either. This game is very tough to call. Very tough to call. (sighs) Boom. You know what I'm um, I'm gonna take a chance here <laughs> I'm gonna take a chance here I hope I don't regret this pick I truly hope I don't regret this pick I truly hope I don't regret this pick, man. I know I keep saying it because I've been I'm very hesi- I'm very hesitant right now on if I'm going to do this or not. Oh, man. I am going to pick. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Uh I was close, I was close, y'all. I, I, I was very close to picking the Vikings. I was very close. Very close. Very, very close. Trust me on that. Very close to picking them. <laughs> okay. Packers and 49ers. Now, again, I said Aaron Rodgers. This game, he's going to be tested. See, he didn't get tested that much. Against the Lions defense, but he will get tested against this Niners defense. Do I trust Jimmy Gito Mm. I'm going to pick the Niners. This is a Sunday Night Football game, by the way. And last but not least, Monday Night Football, we got the Cowboys and the Eagles. This is probably going to be, probably, probably the most viewed Monday Night Football game. That's, well, I mean, maybe it's too early to call it, but, especially the first three games, absolutely. Whew, man. Damn your boy tired, man. It's now 2.19 in the morning and your boy's cooking this episode up for y'all. Remember, man, that evening shift, man, is kicking my ass at work. In order for me to cook up, I gotta come home from work, get situated, and then cook up an episode. Uh Cowboys and Eagles. Monday night football. I am going to go with the Cowboys. Wow. I picked the Cowboys two weeks in a row. I be goddamn, Damn, I picked the Cowboys two weeks in a row. Wow, damn. So yeah, those are my picks for week number three. So before we go, let me just recap. I got the Panthers, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Giants, the Steelers, the Cardinals, the Broncos, the Raiders, Bucks, Seahawks, Niners, and Cowboys. Those are my picks for week number three. There you have it. There you have it. And, uh... Before I go, I want to give a quick, quick, quick shout-out. Quick shout-out. I mean, it's not really football-related, but I want to give a shout-out to Sierra. Reason being is because she was at the Met Gala last week, and she had an amazing outfit. Amazing outfit. Paying homage to her husband, Russell Wilson. It was an amazing dress, Seahawks colors with the number three in the middle. Obviously, you know, she was supporting her man, repping her man. I just thought it was dope that she did that. So, shout out to Sierra for doing that. So, yeah, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank y'all all for y'all support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. Uh, y'all can catch me on all streaming platforms for a podcast except title. Uh, check me out on social media, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast on Instagram, Dre Day 1985 on Instagram, Facebook Dre Day, and on Twitter Dre Day 1985. And uh, again, thank y'all for you support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Uh, in closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sports Baby Dre Day Podcast. Episode 213 is over. Stay safe. Be safe. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace.